This podcast has been recorded in front of several cats, one dog, and a handful of farm animals. From Rochester, New York, the home of hundreds of thousands of disappointed lottery players, this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky and everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring Billy DeTori, starring Tanya Metris, starring Dan Carmen, and also guest starring on the side because he's really not that as important, Chris Frank, the host. Yay! It's Chris. How you doing? Yay! <laughs> you know, you who who have is Chris Frank person? I don't know. I don't know. You have a real Kermit the Frog vibe when you do that. Oh, do I? <laughs> Yay! Yay! This is our here, like Kermit would do. And his I'm going to start flailing around. Yeah, the next time I do that, I'll do the Kermit flail. I'm going to watch the Muppet Show now. Come on. That's exactly what made me think of it. I'm excited. Yep. Disney Plus is going to have all five seasons of the Muppet Show soon. Now, mm-hmm. we've talked about the Muppet Show in the past on, on Monkey Business, but I'm thinking in lieu of the fact that it's going to be on Disney Plus, we should probably like try to do some sort of watch party and pick a couple of episodes and just kick back and talk about it again because it's going to be fresh in our heads for a change of pace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead it's of reminiscing about what it was like. There you the go. crazy guests they had and everything. I remember an opening when they had Paul Simon and they were doing the whole backstage shtick. And... Um, one of the roadies was was causing a fuss, and Paul Simon looked over at the guy behind the desk and just reached over and yanked this this lever, and the guy just went flying up into the the fly space above. <laughs> and and Paul Simon goes, 50 ways to love your lever." <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to like this show even more than I did, you know, four decades ago or how. I think we're going to understand the subtle jokes better. Yeah, they put so much stuff into them. Mm-hmm. Is that, so is it February something? Is what I see. Yeah. yeah. So Tanya, yes, you um, I I went on adventure. You created a fashion disaster. No, I mean it's not a fashion. Disaster. I, it's not a fashion disaster, but you I helped. And blue. I did. <laughs> there I, are part of her hair is blue. The top, her her earlobe, her um, the color of her ears are blue. There, uh-huh. some of her neck is blue. Um. <laughs> Part of her kitchen was blue, including the floor. I've got some blue marks on my hands after I had taken my gloves off. I would, um, I would call her Smurfette, but Smurfette was well, Billy. She, she was blonde, not white haired, right? Right. And yeah. she was a blue bodied, you know, white haired, you know, lady. Yes. So. Uh, um. Yes. We Anne had wanted to. Um. She's had a, a love hate relationship with her uh, washers at home. Um. They keep. I'm gonna just pause just for a second because. Any story that starts with we're buying a, a clothes washer and we're going all the way to now your hair is blue. This is going to be fun. I just want to point that out right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it was funny how, it, yeah, I don't even know how that actually happened. But um, Anne's like, well, I need to go appliance shopping. And she's like, you want to come with me? This We were talking on Wednesday after Comic Chicks and Book Club. I'm like, yeah, I go. But on Saturday, I have a hair appointment myself at 10 o'clock. And so she's like, okay. She's like, we'll do it later that afternoon or whatever and go for dinner. I'm like, okay, perfect. Um, so she does a lot of research online um, and finds that if you um, just want like a basic uh, washer right now or appliance, you got to figure out what ones are currently in stock because it'll take you like eight to 12 weeks to get any appliances, if not like three, four months. Um, ordering stuff because they don't have any a lot of in stock because of the pandemic that's been going on. 
So um, we went to Rochester Appliance, which is in the um, Genesee Regional Market off of um, Jefferson Road. She had already researched and she's like, okay, done, whatever. Bought the brand new washer because the last couple have been used and they just haven't lasted so long. Like her current one's still working, but in order to get it to start spinning, she's got to reach her arm in there and start the agitator. Yeah, kickstart it. Got to kickstart it. <laughs> it's not a good it. thing. Yeah. That sounds so, dangerous. Like yeah. sooner, her nickname will be Lefty if she keeps doing that. <laughs> so she's like, okay, done. She's like, I have to go to Walmart and pick something up. And uh, she's like, where do you want to go for dinner? I'm like, we weren't sure. So we opted. For, I go, what time does Crave 360 open? We're like, okay. She found out four o'clock. Okay, not too bad. It's like 227, 240, something like that. So we go to Walmart over in Gates. She had to pick a couple things up and I was wandering through. I'd already done my shopping at my Walmart to get red velvet cake for Tyler's birthday today. We're wandering through and uh, she's like, oh, I got to get a uh, hair color because I want to get the pink out. I'm, I want to redo my hair sometime. I'm like, okay. So she's, we go down the hair color aisle and we're look, looking at it. I'm like, Oh, take this color. And she's like, what color should I do? Well, first problem is she let me pick the color. <laughs> that was that was the first problem. I was this, she could, this is where we get the, the moment of um Morgan Freeman narration <laughs> at that moment and realized she had made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> she's so adventurous. Um and she's done she's colored her hair different colors and she's all always have done it herself. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So she's like, get this one. I'm like, okay. So we grabbed that um splat box of it was called pure sapphire. Put it and then she's like, oh, get a second one in case I have to can, um, need more to lighten the pink and red that was currently in her hair or the peachy color. Mm -hmm. We go to dinner, things like that. Dinner was absolutely fantastic. And there was a whole story about me and poutine, which we can save for another day. Um, but I'm like, oh, we're going to have dinner and play beauty salon. I was just messing with her, thinking that she was not going to want to do it last night at six o'clock to color your hair because it's going to take like two and a half hours right she's like sure we can i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history history so um we worked on bleaching her hair first and did uh, you do and and it was a whole sorry not sorry brad mondo and for any facebook listener out there brad mondo is a hairstylist that critiques home um, videos of people doing their hair. And okay, I'm sure there's something for everybody in that one. Yeah, so, so if you Google or if you Facebook Brad Mondo, you'll see him going, oh, live your extra life and things like that. And like half of my students, that all, my, my female students, they're like, even some of my male students that do stuff with their hair, they're like, oh yeah, we know exactly who Brad Mondo is. Gotcha. So, and Anne knows who he is, and so we were dying laughing hysterically as we were dying her hair. Um, to, but to make our long story even longer, because uh, that's what I do, because <laughs> I talk. Um, it's okay, we still let you in. Anyway. Proceeded to make her um, kitchen floor, her kitchen counter, part of her sink, her ears, the back of her neck, and um, part of my hands uh pure pretty sapphire -y blue teal color but 
everything has come off the the um, floor and the uh, sink in the counters, but not necessarily off my skin or her skin yet. I see. Because acetone nail polish remover is awesome at getting stuff up. Okay. Except for doesn't necessarily take marker off your skin, but it'll dry it out. But, but now we have a, uh, a blue-haired young lady. Yes, and you know, she is rocking the color, so those that are Facebook friends with her, or if not, just go and uh, jump over to her page and check out Ann Liebeck, and you'll see her rocking blue hair today. Which Actually, I, I, ju- I just came across it, and it's a much lighter blue than I imagined, because oh, Susan has dyed her hair blue, and it was like a dark blue, and this uh, is... At least these pictures look sort of like uh, aquamarine blue. Yeah, of. let me send you the. I'll um sending via the um messenger group what her hair looked like with the dye, and then you can see her ear and her skin of the oh, of blue dye. That, that you I, want to be able to get the whole experience. The whole experience. So that's what it, I'm showing you guys what the color looked like when I first put it on. You ah. can see your yep. ears and her skin and i'm like i'm so sorry she goes that's okay it'll eventually come off i'm like i'm sorry so there was a lot of sorries involved but chris, she could chris, be an avatar chris was getting the uh play-by-play of the pictures throughout the <laughs> afternoon slash evening he's like oh boy because i i sent him the picture of the box he's like oh boy <laughs> But the important thing is you had fun, right? We had a blast. And while we were while we were waiting for her hair to lighten, we decided to watch um season one, episode three of Wonder Woman. And boy oh. was it bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Not aging well, huh? Is that what no. you're it was like, oh <laughs> <sighs> Wonder Woman with a mask on, like a gold mm. mask. I'm like, really? There was two of them because they were trying to capture Wonder Woman to get her powers. Well, of course, and they were using works. they were using chloroform and her own lasso against her. So, wow! Yeah. So, well, yeah. that's a thing, isn't it? So, <laughs> I'm surprised Anne's talking to me today. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my adventure yesterday. Much more exciting than mine. I had none. <laughs> yeah, me neither. We watch TV. I can tie your hair too. <laughs> nah. No. No. That would be a, a uh, an interesting like stretch goal or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, like temporary like purple hairspray that washes out with one wash, so I could do that. Nice. So here we go. Yeah. We got a, We got a Patreon coming up. Where basically, if we if we earn enough money in a particular goal, then um, then Dan, Billy, and I have to get our hair dyed. Yay! Sure. <gasps> I got the dark hair. It doesn't it doesn't dye that easily? I don't think does it. Oh, yeah. we'll lighten it first. Oh no, not mine. <laughs> no, that's not part of it. the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's not part of the goal. Yeah. I know. I was just like thinking about your hair, Chris, and I'm like I wouldn't want to touch that with a ten foot pole with any lightener. Yeah. <sighs> no. It would destroy it. I think pretty much right. It would make it so straw-like in texture. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. So we'll settle for, you know, we didn't write saying how we would color it. So we would use like those temporary chalks or something that, that kids play mm-hmm. with, you know. They do so actually they, have hair chalk. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's what I was talking about. 
Hmm. <laughs> See, I actually know what I'm talking about. I am the parent of a for, of a nearly former teenager. I was going to say, did you? I thought you were going to say a 14 year old. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was about to say former teenager, but then I realized Jules hadn't hit 20 just yet. Yeah, this so, year though. This year, I know. My, I'm, I'm, my, I'm losing a teenager this year. My baby, my baby turns 22 today. Oh boy. Yeah. So. I've already and, told him I suggest he has a good birthday today. Yeah, I saw that. Well, and he's got to wait to to um, see if he gets a really, 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 really good present, but it has to wait till the end of the day. What What would this be? A bottle of tequila? No. A Bills win would be a really, really, oh. really, really, really good present for him. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, they're going up a fully, fully powered uh, Kansas City, so that should be interesting. Is yeah. Mahomes clear? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. So it's it's going to be the best of the Bills versus the best of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going to see what mm-hmm. happens. That's what you want. You want you want a good, yes, good showdown there. You want to go. I believe them. I believe the phrase is "any given Sunday" is is mm-hmm. the catchphrase that that football fans use on a fairly regular basis. And it's I mean, it's the scales are tipped in Kansas City's favor, obviously, mm-hmm. but this this Bills team has been digging deep and and shooting for it. So who knows. With the opening act, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay I know. Packers. Battle, Battle of the of Bay. The ones. Battle, of, Battle the of the Bay. Green and Tampa. Uh-huh. Well, could I'm, you I'm imagine thinking... if it's if it's a a, a a Bills Bucks Super Bowl? Oh, see, that's what I was thinking of. That's why I, I was just about to go there because wouldn't it be you know the the Boston Red Sox diehard fan in me loves curse breaking, and they had to beat the Yankees to get to the, the World Series that they did it right. So for me, there's a fitting poetry to the fact that if Buffalo somehow gets past Kansas City, which is a, is a likely possibility. Mm-hmm. And that in order to make their first Super Bowl win ever, they have to get past Brady, their nemesis for the past freaking 15 years. There's <laughs> poetry am. there. That's the, the story writer in me is going, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. This has to happen. So I, I've been rooting for it. I'm not a Brady fan, but I really appreciate the fact that I've been able to watch who I think is the greatest football player of all time play right. for the past couple decades. And mm-hmm. To, and like you said, the Bills, or he's been the Bills' arch nemesis. So really I think it'd be yeah. fitting if they met in the Super Bowl when they wouldn't have been able to before mm-hmm. because they're in the mm-hmm. same division. Same division. Mm-hmm. So interesting, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh. So regardless, it should be we should be seeing some some good sports ball. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, and uh, I'll have uh, Debella subs that I have to order after this for the game later today. Well, that's nice. And I'm on a liquid diet today, so I'm glad oh, to hear that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, is, it, you're on the... is it your clear liquid diet? Yes, my clear liquid diet. Is, is Miralax part of that diet? Oh yeah. Oh, oh dear. And and uh and your sixty four plus ounces of Gatorade. Yep. Oh, oh no, Dan. Uh, honey, I totally uh, even empathize with you because I just went through it a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the ending of yeah, his <laughs> ending is going to be a lot different than my ending. Yeah, literally, literally at the end of this, <laughs> tomorrow it's literally going to be a different ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. 
<laughs> I, I got to tell you, you know, throughout all of this, when, when you first told me about what had happened, you know, what the, the, the original cancer diagnosis and everything, mm-hmm. I, I went into a tailspin for a moment or two because I just had no freaking clue what I was going to do, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no idea how to, I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't want to do. I want, I, I want to make sure I'm not, you know, making things worse by making stupid commentary. And then it just occurred to me, no, this is what's expected to me. I am the best friend. I'm the brother. I'm therefore it's, it's all better. I have to be the one making the stupid ass comments. Literally. And so of course, <laughs> yep. yeah. So he and I were talking about, you know, his feelings and, and understandably so Dan is going through a thing right now because this mm. is, this is serious. This is intense and it's a bit on the crazy side. Um, and it's life changing on so many different levels. Uh, and that's valid. And all these feelings he's feeling are valid. So what did I do yesterday? I sent him a link saying, ask me about my butthole on a t-shirt. <laughs> I love that. But, but it was the image of a UFO beaming a guy up out of a cornfield. But, and it, but the caption was, ask me about my butthole. And I'm like, sure, I'm going to send that to Dan because, because I am the kind and understanding best friend. <laughs> so you're sending me the link so I can buy it for him, right? Yeah, <laughs> in times like this, we need a laugh. I mean, it, it's, that's what I'm hoping on. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yes, it is. It's hard, and it's really. It's. It, I'm struggling emotionally to get through this, but mm-hmm. I know this is what I have to do to get through this to make sure that you know I get rid of the cancer and right. And I, I don't. I don't love it by any means. I don't want to do it, but I know I have to do it, and I'm going to do it. And 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 whatever happens afterwards, then I'll deal with. But and. To help deal with it, it's good to you have to kind of laugh at it too. Yeah, I mean that's a thing, and 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 I've said it before, and I want to say it in public. You, sir, I have always felt this. You are one of the bravest human beings I know. You know, I mean, yeah, socially awkward. Sure, we all are to our own degree, and and there are days where you just you know you're like questioning your own existence, which is weird to me. But you know, I've I've tried to help you through that too over over the years. You know, and but then there are there are the times we just look at the scorecard. You know, and it was funny because when we were at that party, or or we were, I can't remember what the the occasion was, but it was within the past couple of years. You and I were talking about, you know, what's going on, and people were, were making assumptions about us because of our various personalities that they see automatically. And I'm like, well, okay, let me ask you this. Of the two of us, who's the one who's gone skydiving? And everybody looks at me and I just point at Dan. And I'm like, okay, which one of us has gone bungee jumping? Everybody looks at me and I point at Dan, right? I mean, he's the one who's been the daredevil. You know, he's he's the one who's been when when he has this. Watch out for the quiet ones. Watch out for the quiet ones, right? And then you know what they're plotting. I, I, I can't even imagine what would be happening to my, my, my mental state if this were me going through this right now. Mm-hmm. I would have, I'm going to be very honest, I don't think I'm being melodramatic by saying I would have broken five times over easily because of the decisions you had to make. And mm-hmm. you are just, you're not cruising through it. You are, you are, you're having your, your ups and downs with it, man. And mm-hmm. I get that. But dude, you're facing it with such dignity and, and just I, kind of just I, going with it. I made the decision early on that I'm just going to tell everybody, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like one of those, it's a private thing. Yes. But you know, if, if I can help somebody with it, but, but just kind of sharing the load type of thing too, mm-hmm. you know, just getting it out there, not holding it in, getting, you know, it's, you know, telling people this is my struggle. And I, you know, and, and I was, you know, I've been very open, more open to this than I thought I was going to be with it. And yeah. just, you know, this is what I'm going through. This is, you know, this is how my radiation is going, how my chemo is going. This is how I'm feeling. Um, and I just, and yeah, I mean, I just, if I help somebody, that's great, but just 
letting them know this is what, you know, this is stuff that happens. You know, this is not an uncommon cancer mm-hmm. that I'm getting, you know, where it is, is, is not in an ideal place. It's not, you know, not now in the best place. So I'm going through some more struggles and maybe some other people were with this type of cancer, but this is colorectal cancers are, are fairly common. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it's which, where it ranks in, you know, behind like breast cancer and stuff like that, but it's, it's up there. So, you know, if I, if I can tell people to, you know, look out for this stuff, you know, this is what you're going, this is what it actually means to get cancer in this case, mm-hmm. then that's good. You know, I put out, you know, I, I don't do a lot, didn't do a lot of TikTok, but I put a TikTok video out about it, a couple, a few of them. Not and, a series of them, yeah. And, you know, they got, you know, but you know, it's just, you know, huge outpouring of support, huge outpouring from people who have gone through this already, which mm-hmm. has helped me a lot too. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I've got this, I got the, you know, I got the clock, the, the bag, I've got the, you know, this and that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm still living my life and this and that. And other people with cancer have reached out and it's just, it's, it's a, a very interesting journey. You know, it's not a journey I wish on anybody, mm-hmm. but if you got to go through it, then, you know, definitely there's, there's people out there that, have gone through this before and uh, they'll help you. And it's just, there's the people there's support out there. And yeah, I mean, it's, it just opens it up and it's, and this way I don't have to keep a secret either, but, you know, just not telling people or, or only telling a few people and everything. It's like, it's, this is my life now. So, yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it was, yeah, it was the decision I made. It was hard. It was hard doing that for the very first post about this. It was very difficult and I was struggling with it and I, I wrote it, I rewrote it. I just like, okay, is this what I want to say? And then I hit that send button. It's like, okay, sit back and now it's out see there. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely, and it's, it's been such a huge thing. And, and I appreciate the fact that you brought us in on that journey, you know, mm-hmm. like it, you've, you've made us a part of it. And, and I, you know, we talked about this the other day. I'm absolutely overwhelmed at the response you get on your TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, I caught one the other day and, you know, one of the most recent ones and just watching it, I'm like, are these people his, his, his TikTok friends? And, the, and there's folks that are just watching it at random. Yeah. Just picked yeah, it up exactly. and are like, okay, cool. We're going to put our two cents in and let this guy know he's not alone. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's, yeah, I, and I wept like a little baby. It was, it was, it was really <laughs> cool to see. It was just amazing. It, it definitely is a, emotional there. But yeah, yeah, this whole this whole going forward, t- tomorrow is the big thing. Tomorrow is when I go, I said, go into the knife. Mm-hmm. So by the time this, the time this, this uh, podcast airs, I'll, I'll have gone over and we'll, I have no idea what the outcome is going to be tomorrow. There's They could go a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's kind of the scariest part right there is I'm not 100% sure what to expect from this. Right. You know, because they, they think, you know, we, they can't, they can't tell until they get in there what exactly they can do. Mm-hmm. They th- you know, they're going to try to do it this one way. You know, they're going to try, you know, they, either way they got to cut out the cancer, you know? So the one part we know what's going to happen is they're going to go out there, cut out the cancer, which includes the rectum, part of the colon, whatever, mm-hmm. all the areas around it. And they have to give enough um, area around where the cancer was to make sure that they get the cancer. So it's not just right up at the line of the cancer that to cut out some good stuff too. Right. You know, and it's right around where your, you know, your anus is, your, your sphincter. So the hope is that they're going to be able to take, you know, basically str- pull out, pull down the colon or whatever and stretch it out and attach it to what's left of the, you know, down there. So maybe someday in the future, I'll be able to get, you know, not too far in the future. I'll, I'll have, be able to use that, that exit channel from my body again. Okay. You know, but so, but either way, temporarily, either temporarily or permanently, 
they're going to stick an intestine, you know, pull out my intestine through my stomach, you know, <laughs> which well, that is sounds a, comfortable, which is kind of a weird thing to think, but that's, you know, so they get, you know, here are the, the you know, ostomy bags, the bags, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's your intestine, they're pulling out through your stomach, you know, so I get a little piece of my intestine is going to stick out and that's, and that, you know, that's going to collect my, uh, my residue is going to be my new exit channel for at least a while. If not, you know, so it's just, it's just a bizarre thing. The terminology that I'm hearing, <laughs> and I get it's all the professional stuff that they're, that the doctors are telling you, but mm-hmm. the residue and the exit channel, I'm like, <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'm not afraid. I'll say, holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the name of the, the name of what I'm getting itself is just, it's just crazy. It's, I mean, I got to look it up again because I, well, it's ro- the, the first word was robotic, which makes it absolutely badass, in my opinion. Robotic, <laughs> it's, it's robotic low anterior resection with coloanal anastomosis loop ileostomy. <laughs> you know, that's that's the whole. That's basically describes what they're doing. You know, so you know, it's, it's and like, a partridge. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's crazy to, but but yeah. So I mean. This is what this is. You know, it's not an uncommon procedure. It's not this, but yeah, it's not not something that anyone should look forward to. But you know, yeah. you can. You know, however it goes, I should be able to live my life. You know, relatively easily after this. Once I get used to all the change and this, mm-hmm. and that I'll be able to run again. Even yeah, if I was going to ask you about that. Bag. It was one of the first things I looked. You know, can you run with a bag? Can you run with an ostomy bag? And yes, you can. You know, you got to you know your belt to support it and stuff like that yeah, to make sure. Strap it down, I assume. You know, but yeah, there's a whole bunch more stuff I won't get into here, but it's, yeah, so it's going to be uh, interesting after tomorrow. Yeah. Well, so anyways, liquid diet, fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can safely say that right now at this moment in his life, Dan Carmen is definitely not full of shit. <laughs> well, I, I am right now, but we're, we're making sure I'm not by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And this has been FC3's Monkey Business. <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> we are not full of shit. I'm not Monkey yeah. uh, So, anyway, so I do. Good time for a break, I think. Okay, let's take a break. And when we get back, we'll have something else to talk about. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, all points in between. We love you. We miss you. We hope you guys are all doing phenomenally well right now. It's a new day, right? Um, so we had the, the the change in history last week uh, or this week. Was it this week? Last, yeah, last, this week. It was last week since oh, we're recording. This is recording on Wednesday. By the time people right. hear this, it'll be exactly a week. Yeah. Yeah. Time blurs at the moment. It's just kind of wild to see how things kind of shift and uh, and change and whatnot and, and now we're just moving off in a different direction now we'll see what happens the, so. the ceremony and the uh the nighttime virtual concert i thought was amazing yes i agree that young lady who was the poet laureate yep. at, at 22 years old and just people's jaws were dropping around the world it was just amazing to watch so and and a uh, and we have a press secretary that you know Lays it all out for you, straight up. This is what's going on. <laughs> and I, I was, would, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was just gonna say I would have lost my bet. Will Jennifer Lopez ever cover Woody Guthrie? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting. <laughs> but she did a great version of "This Land Is Your Land." At yes, the, she did. Uh, inauguration. Yes, she did. She did a wonderful job. Everybody did. Gaga yeah. was fantastic. She just was melting it out, wearing her Hunger Games dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, the pin she was wearing is indicative of the logo for one of the charities that she supports. But everybody went mocking Jay on her. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, what were we talking about anyway? We're t- we're we've we've kind of covered some bases so far today. I think we were um, going to do like some ask the nerds type stuff because ask the nerds type stuff. Yeah, let's fire a couple of questions off and then we'll we'll call it a call it a week. But this, these are always fun to kind of like just share and have some thought provoking conversation. Because mm-hmm. we decided that when we actually plan something, technology and stuff gets in our way. Oh my god, I did. You know, I had that pro- lovely proactive meeting a couple of weeks ago where I got everybody on in Facebook. It was great to see everybody's face. Okay, cool. So on this Sunday, we'll do this. On Sunday, we'll do that. And this Sunday, we'll do that. And none of it has worked at all. <laughs> <laughs> have gone down the train. So. It has all gone to hell in a handbasket. Well, we had but good intentions. So yeah. We did. And I, you know, it's just, practice makes perfect. We'll keep planning. We'll keep working on that, and and eventually we'll we'll get back to knowing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, and we're hoping that next week's recording is all the snacks and stuff for uh, Super Bowl weekend. Yes, next next week is going to be nerd culinary, and and uh, we're going to oh, hang on a second. Yes, Juno is speaking to me. What you don't like being in the office with me? All right, fine. Go go play. <laughs> go chase go chase your tail. I know you don't have one, but go chase one anyway. Don't look at me like that. I can't help you. I'm busy. So. <laughs> I just had to look over while you were doing that, and I have a black cat just staring at me. <laughs> because Su- Susan was snuggling with Pie. Yes, she's upstairs with Pie right now. Ah, uh, the life of Pie. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And Pie was purring because while we were yeah. waiting for everything, I had. Turbo uh, purring, mind yeah. you. I had the video wow. going on my Facebook. Yeah. He oh, is the, the most. He loves people more than anything he'll cuddle with us for hours but he hates cats <laughs> so he's basically the feline equivalent of me gotcha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't okay. hate cats. i used to hate cats but yeah. i've gotten over that i do i do like the occasional kitty these days although molly is kind of really pushing her luck with me lately well she wants to steal your dice doesn't she well it's it's gone beyond that to the point where i can't even pet her without getting bit it's like this mm. is getting a little ridiculous i'm trying to be nice to you and you're like <laughs> yeah, whatever. is she in heat um i think she's getting past her first mm. at this point so the, the kids are talking about getting her spade so that that, that she can settle in a little bit better mm-hmm. we'll yeah. see mm. yeah I have repressed my thoughts of, you know, flying kitties in the house. <laughs> Steve Martin used to do a bit about cat juggling. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry, but every time I hear the name Steve Martin, the first thing I think of is the cruel shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference. It's one of the Steve Martin bits. It's one of it's his a, classics. Yeah. He's, he's a, it's just basically a shoe salesman, and, and they he and this one customer goes through everything uh, that he's got, and he's like, 
all I have left are the, the cruel shoes. And then he goes in this description, this like 10 minute description of these pair of shoes that are basically part torture device, part um, fashion disaster. Oh, okay. and, and the customer ends up taking them in the end, I believe. So. I like them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not British humor, so there's actually a possibility you might find it funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> I got that reference. Mm. I know we were going to, last night we were going to like put a Marvel movie in or whatever, but we're like, mm-hmm. no, we really have to watch the time in regards to Anne's blue hair. So couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. I watched Infinity Wars and Endgame the other day, back to back. I got to do that. I, I actually want to start with Age of Ultron because I want to. <laughs> Build up uh, from you no know, with uh, Wanda and Vision. Yeah, so I can eventually watch Wanda Vision, which isn't getting great reviews from what I see. Well, it's because people aren't understanding it. And, and mm-hmm. but here's the thing: I will be honest with you, I freaking love it. Good. I, did you watch the episode? What's yeah? I watched it. Yeah, because when you said you weren't going to be able to come over, I'm like, ah, I just might as well just take it in and see what happens. Yeah, and, it's, it's and definitely so, developing more. Yeah, the third episode. Yeah. So, I think yeah. what it is is it's. Marvel has gotten to the point now where they can start just throwing them out there and telling stories and not worrying about the the commercial aspect of them because they don't need to make blockbusters anymore, right? They can make they can make stories that go somewhere and have an interesting kind of tangent to it. And I think what you're seeing is this really cool piece of storytelling and people are getting lost in the surface. They're not looking past the surface at the moment. They're not looking, looking at, at all the little hints. Exactly. They're not looking at the hints. They're just looking at the surface. There's something really wild going on right now. And it's so cool to see how they're telling the story. It's like, this is not episodic television. This is a linear story, right? People are, well, Amer- and we, I think we've had this talk, but Americans are just so used to feed me the, the episode of the week. And, and I will make my own conclusions walk away. Right. And, and this is definitely, you know, we've had lost and we've had um, some other really cool thought provoking stuff out there that didn't have, um, you know, th- that kind of episodic feel and, and people are getting used to it. Right. But they're not quite there yet. They don't know how to accept it. It's at least that's just my, this is completely my opinion. Um, but the more I've been watching WandaVision, I'm like, there's, this is interesting. It's very groundbreaking in the way that they're developing this whole overarching story. There's going to, you know, towards the end, I'm, I'm getting the sensation that towards the end, all of this is going to break and you're going to get your, your usual, you know, monster of the week hero kind of episode, but it's going to be something that will actually wrap up everything you've been seeing. It's going to make the whole season look, Oh, okay. That was neat. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's my hope, you know, but the reason it's like Bill horse Cotter, who's, who's amazing at putting his two cents in on, on everything. And <laughs> it's, it's great to get his opinion on stuff because he has this really cool way of looking at things. And he watched the first couple of episodes. And he's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, for Bill to say that, because Bill's mm-hmm. smarter than I am. I know that for a certain fact. Right. And so I'm like, but wait, you got to look past. I think what he's doing is overanalyzing. Honestly, I think he's just overanalyzing it, and and that's where you miss the deeper stuff. And there's there's something really cool going on. I I, I'm, I almost am ready to make predictions, but I'm not quite there yet. 
Yeah, I mean, the, I think episode three really adds a lot more. Right, I mean, yeah. the first two we, it was just kind of, okay, I know there's something, but I'm not sure what it is. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm you know, studying the episode. But the number three brings in a lot more. Okay, there's just definitely something else going on. What's, mm -hmm. you know, what's happening here? So, yeah. Next week is going to almost completely unravel it. I'm pretty sure that next week you're going to see everything kind of, you're, or, or it may not be completely unraveled, but you're going to see enough that you can start putting your, your own kind of spin on what's going on at the moment and, and get it figured mm -hmm. out at this point. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a lot on the, on the third one there, too. Yeah, so I can, yeah, I can definitely see the fourth one. Okay, more is coming apart there, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of neat. Where were we? I was... <laughs> that's the that's, that's question of this episode there, yeah. Where were we? Where were we? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I was talking about something. <laughs> Oops. I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> we, we we're doing what we do we, we, talk, we talk until we forget what we're talking about <laughs> we're taking the train to tangent town choo choo baby choo choo okay um <laughs> wow actually i think it started somehow with steve martin yeah. And yes. Then, <laughs> the cruel shoes. <laughs> the cruel shoes, and then Carlo disappeared. Carlo disappeared into the back room for a moment. Then reappeared with a carrying a box, an ordinary shoe box. He took off the lid and removed a hideous pair of black and white pumps. But this was not an ordinary pair of hideous black and white pumps. Both were left feet. One oh. had a right angle turn with separate compartments that pointed the toes in impossible directions. The other shoe was six inches long and was curved inward like a rocking chair with a vice and razor blades to hold the foot in place. Ow! Carlos spoke hesitantly. Now you see, they're not fit for humans. Put them on me. But put them on me. <laughs> Uh, this, is his, this is from his book, Cruel Shoes, correct? Yes. 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 I'm dying just reading it. Oh, my God. Well, it's because Steve Martin has this wonderful way of delivering <laughs> things, too. He's got, he's got that smooth kind of delivery. <laughs> Bless you, by the way, there, Tanya. Tanya yes. Fabulous. I, I lost my headset. <laughs> oh, no. She sneezed so hard, she sent her ears flying. No, I, I pulled my headset like away from my face and stuff so I could sneeze, and then it fell off my head. Uh, the, the, the next lines. Carlo knew all arguments were useless. He knelt down before her and forced her feet into the no. shoes. The screams were incredible. Anna crawled over to the mirror and held her bloody feet up where she could see. Oh. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, my toes are just curling thinking about it. How? And I've got very sensitive feet, too. How? Oh, I know. I've always been wanting to test this out. I think that if you if you think about touching Tanya's feet, she starts squirming. Oh. Let's all think about everybody. Everybody's everybody listening. all at once. All you listeners out there suddenly start thinking feet. about Tanya touching Tanya's feet. <laughs> That's just creepy now. <laughs> but I'm just going to go to tiniestfeet.com. And... There it is. <laughs> that domain name is available for sale. <laughs> okay. Tiniestfeet.com. Oh, jeez, Dad's checking to see if it exists. <laughs> the site can't be reached. Oh, uh. Okay. No. Not without <laughs> a password. <laughs> and a subscription. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. 
at our contributor level on our Patreon, you now have access to Tanya's feet. Wow, this, this conversation just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would go from the convention. Come on. Oh my God. Uh, so, so, Dan, where's your list of questions? Uh, save us, Dan. Save us. All right, give me your number. Forty-two. Wait, I that one. Okay, we. I'm yeah, we sure did that. Forty-two. Yeah, we've done forty-two. Prevalent in our conversations. Uh, How about we just do forty-three? Here we go. Very good. If you could give your best friend a tattoo in their sleep, what would you ink them with? Uh. <laughs> and here's a caveat. You have to also put in and where. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, my God. Is it my female best friend or my male best friend? Because it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Your best friend. Oh, oh. man. In other words, what would the tattoo be? Or yes. yeah, okay. what would you what would you ink them with? Okay. In their well, the question is, would I be really really cruel, or would I be really nice? Mm. Mm. You're not capable of cruelty on that level, on that permanent kind of level. Yeah, so. I don't think I could because I I wouldn't be able to live my, with myself if I did something like that because I wouldn't necessarily want it done to me. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> Hmm. Well, it, to be funny, just just to be funny, I would probably find um, Anne's got like a um, dandelion on her foot with all the little dandelion stuff blowing mm-hmm. off and things like that. I um, knowing her her hatred and her fear of gnomes, <laughs> I might want to have just a little teeny tiny gnome holding that dandelion. On her foot. <laughs> Knowing that she'd look down and be freaked out every single time that she'd look at it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like super, super cruel or evil, but it's kind of super cruel and evil. I think that's okay. about the worst that I could possibly go. Because <laughs> I, 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 I know a... who the victim would be in this case. So, Dan, I want to know what you have in store. <laughs> <laughs> I already have two ideas for you, by the way. So you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I could picture a picture of my face on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then the rest of us have to look at it. <laughs> I don't know if we could do that. <laughs> we love you, Dan, but I don't know if we love you that much. How about you, Billy? Do you have any real quick thoughts? Because because there's there's just, there's further conversation here yeah, spinning that, around between just, Dan. Just and I. quickly, my first instinct was to go nice and something that. Reminds me, my best friend, are we both love Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like uh, the portrait of Bruce and Clarence from the Born to Run album. Oh, cool. Uh, somewhere, I'm, like on his arm or something. Because I, I didn't go joke in my head for once. <laughs> I actually went something that would connect he and I. Yeah. So, yeah. so th- that's mine. So now you two go make fun of each other some more. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest. The first, the, the, when as soon as the question was asked, my brain did wander in several different directions, but the first thing I searched down is is when Dan woke up, he would look down at the, his, the interior of his left forearm, and he would see a quote, I've learned to have a sense of humor about myself. Lord knows everyone else does. Debbie Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, you know, a nice little kind of a kind of a cool quote from his favorite artist. I think would be kind of cool for him, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But but of course, so you know, because it's me, my brain also went a tattoo on his ass saying "some assembly required." 
that's very funny. Thank uh, <laughs> me, but not so. Uh, like I said, I'm embracing my my position as best friend, where I have to be the moral support, but in in the in the most off color way fashion possible, you know. So, uh, I like that. That works. <laughs> also, back in the day when, when he and I first, you know, were becoming best friends, and when the two of us were spending a lot of time together and really realizing we we truly enjoyed each other's company, because we're the two tallest members of our particular you know friend group, we started calling ourselves the two towers, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and we always had this this idea of 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 like this emblem that would be the twin the twin towers of New York with mm-hmm. Wiley Coyote standing between them, kind of like embracing them like a couple of buddies, you know, cause it, it, it seemed like very indicative of, of, you know, the strength of the towers, but you know, they were the two towers and then Wiley Coyote because his life was so wild and weird, but he was always, you know, having fun at least, um, you know, so that kind of be the thing. And then, you know, we, we were, we were afraid of it for a while, especially after 9-11. We, we stopped even mm-hmm. saying it. We had a little chant and everything we used to make ourselves laugh over. But mm-hmm. we avoided it because, you know, out of respect to, to what had happened. Uh, but we're, we've, we've kind of circled back around to that a little bit more. And, you know, we're, we're a little more willing to embrace that whole that whole sense of humor that we had about it and whatnot. But, you know, it's maybe I, I would have done that too. But I, I think because it's meaningful to him, I know how much Debbie Gibson and her music and her personality, you know, means to him because he's been such a fan over the years. And I was alive with her last night. Yes, I remember you. I was, on, I was, on, I was on a Zoom with her live last night. So now was it Yay! just you or just no? It was a bunch of there was a bunch of us. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of a, the diehard fans there. Yes, that's cool. Deb heads. Yes, you know, and the fact that it came from me, I thought would be a cool gesture. So you know, his best yeah. friend hooking him up with his favorite thing. You know, that that was yes. that's that's the thing. But then of course, some assembly required pops up in my head, and that's you know. <laughs> Uh, but, work. but yeah that'd be hilarious to be like kind of like wake up and and you know uh you know i was always thinking about getting the supernatural um tattoo on my on my chest just above my left breast because like like sam has mm-hmm. you know because people when my hair is really long and i'm wearing a flannel shirt people start calling me sam winchester for some stupid reason and <laughs> you know i'm the old you know out of shape version of sam winchester um <laughs> but i was i was thinking that would be kind of neat um yeah, or, or kind of funny. I wake up, I look in the mirror, and there's Dan's face looking back at me. <laughs> like, wait, Dan! <laughs> the anti-possession tattoo did not work. Yeah, no, wait. This is not what I had in mind, Daniel! <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can just imagine, you know, thousands of years later, an archaeologist finds my, my grave site and digs me up and goes, this must have been an icon of his, his god or something. <laughs> And mummified skin, and there's this, the tattoo survives. <laughs> now, for Tanya, because I, I, cause Tanya is my other uh, absolute dearest best friend. Well, you know, Tanya and Scott um, and Billy, and um, well, everybody. I love everybody. But for Tanya, I, I, I would probably do like um, music notes, like down the ankle that doesn't have a tattoo. Well, I actually know it's both of them now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So down the uh, the ankle that has the flower tattoo on it, right? So I do like music notes interlaced with um, some of the words from Rhiannon, because I know how much you love uh, Fleetwood Mac and um, uh, 
Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, thank you. My God, I couldn't think of her name for a moment. I could see her, you know, in her gorgeous <laughs> stealth, you know, with all of her flowy bohemian stuff. So I would do like this whole uh, Rhiannon. Da, da, da. So that would be like some of the notes, and, and so that'd be tracing down your your uh, ankle and to your foot. Um, but of course, on the other hand, it would also be. Uh, since you'd be asleep, you wouldn't have felt it. It would be on the bottom of your feet. It would be touched here. Oh! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine me walking? I'd feel it all the time. <laughs> what you can see at tiniestfeet.com for the low, low price. Billy, I think for Billy, if I had an opportunity to get a tattoo for Billy, um, I would want to do something different. He talked about Springsteen and music is such a huge thing for Billy. So I would find an authentic ticket from the original Woodstock and have that put on like, like the same spot I would have for Dan, like that interior left forearm, like, you know, where, where Tanya has her vines and everything. Cause that'd be kind of a cool, like the actual ticket for Woodstock in a, in a, in a perfect representation, like the ultimate music festival. Now, if you want to hear something could just a little spin on that Woodstock uh -huh. actually took place on my fourth birthday. Really? August 15th was one. It was like the middle day of Woodstock. I was born on August 15th, 1965, which was the day that the Beatles played at Shea Stadium. Okay. And mm. which also, which makes perfect sense for me too, because I'm a big Beatles fan. I'm a New York Mets fan who spent 50 years playing at Shea Stadium. Uh-huh. So actually, I keep wanting to get a copy of that poster. The, the Beatles at Shea Stadium on August sixteenth, August fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five, mm -hmm. which is my birthday. But yes, the birthday Woodstock uh, was on my fourth birthday. That's so cool. See, so that would be kind of neat. Mm -hmm. I think that'd yep. be a great kind of a kind of a tribute, kind of a cool thing. What did, this? Now this isn't part of the question, but I don't have any tattoos. What tattoo right. would? Well, you have given yourself a tattoo, or, or gotten a tattoo for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've always wondered, sort of like, if I did get a tattoo, what would it be? And Dan, do you have tattoos, or I, I don't? I, I can't. I can't think of what I'd want to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm struggling with like the one idea or combination or, or what I want to do. Cause I want, there's too, too many ideas I want to put into it type of thing. There's mm -hmm. too many things I like. That's why I always mm -hmm. say I, I like t-shirts that way. If I feel like a superhero that day or a cartoon or sports or music, I can just change t-shirts as opposed to having one tattoo to represent me forever. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. That's exactly. It's a, there's so much stuff that I I, I love that I've loved for so long that I would. It's like, well, I can get a lot of tattoos, but I don't know if I can yeah. find out. As the the joke one I've always wanted is uh, Joel and the two bots looking at the big screen with like a monster <laughs> on it, like across my whole back. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, That's hilarious. Um, I got my first tattoo um, in August after I turned forty. Mm -hmm. So, um, my, my first one is the, um, Pisces symbol represented not as the fishes, but the other version of, um, my Zodiac with, sign with the crescent moons and stuff. Right? Yeah. It looks like the crescent moons. It looks like an H, um, yeah. which is, um, interesting because my maiden name is Harris. So therefore it kind of represents, um, where I've come from, things like that. And, um, we the um 
tattoo artist put um, her favorite type of flower that she'd like to um, draw and design and stuff throughout it. And she did it with my favorite colors of blues and purples and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of years later, I got um, the Celtic knot because I've always been drawn to the Celtic knot. Not sure. I wasn't sure why, but I just had been drawn to it. And that was something that I had loved and things like that. Before mm -hmm. I found out that my ancestry is I'm Irish and English. So now I understand why I've been always drawn to that Celtic knot. And I wear a Trinity knot on my necklace. And now I've got the, um, the trachea on my arm with the similar flowers that are on my ankle. And the same mm -hmm. artist did both my ankle and my left arm. And, and a wonderful job, too. I mean, they're beautiful. beautiful and then, then the last one is totally, totally the impulsive, yes, I'm going to go for it. Um, in the regards to <laughs> the, the, the baby Yoda. And I wanted, like, Anne went for it on her forearm because her right arm is all Star Wars. Whereas right. I'm just like, eh. I at least can hide mine oh, with a pair of socks and a pair of jeans, even though right now my, between my socks, and my jeans, you can't, you, you could actually see baby Yoda. Cause I have low socks on and my jeans are a little shorter. Um, but I did it. Is it my, Oh, Oh, Etsy me. Oh, Dan said something. Um, we'll see that in a second. I thought he was telling, telling me my chair was squeaky. I'm trying not to squeak my chair. Um, the, the last one was last February. It was impulsive. We, Anne's like, let's go for it. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And we did it. And I, I, I think it just jumped into my, my love for baby Yoda type thing. So I was, you know, I was about to ask because for a second there, it sounded almost like you had a hesitancy. Like your buyers were more so over the Yoda uh, tattoo. No, I'm like, it, I, I'm, I'm kind of, little upset with myself that I had them change the mouth to be more of like smiling rather than grumpy or whatever, but uh -huh. it, it, it looks mis mischievous most likely, but I can't really see it. I can, um, unless I angle my foot just the right way in mm -hmm. my leg, but no, I, I think I, it definitely needs more shading, but I don't know if I can ever go back into that, that part of my leg again, because it hurt. Aww. So, and I do want, I do want a fourth. So. May the fourth be with you. Yeah, It's not going to be may the fourth be with me. <laughs> it would be some type of combination of, a, of, of an infinity symbol with things like mm -hmm. that. That's the one that I've been uh, thinking about for years. So. Gotcha. I just don't know where. So. So one question got us to like what twenty minutes of a discussion. I'm telling you, we're good at material. You never know what the question will bring up, so you know. I know, kidding. Yeah. What did Dan send us? A Beatles ticket. Oh, okay. Vintage Beatles concert poster, Shea Stadium. Cool. Because we was just talking about stat. Yep. I want that. Okay, should we do enough? Did everyone answer the question? Pretty sure. 
Okay. Yeah, I think we have. We're all we're all good. And so, of course, you know, listeners, dears, we love you very much, and we want to hear your input on that. So, if you had an opportunity to design a tattoo for your best friend, or talk to us about ink that you want to get for yourself too. I mean, because you know, we want to hear what you guys are up to. Um, I have ink also. I, I don't know if we've mentioned that or not. I think people knew that. Um, but I have a phoenix on the back of my right shoulder that has the initials of my kids' names uh, ingrained in the wings. So that's kind of neat. And that was a long time in coming. Yeah, I started talking about it when, geez, we were in college when I first started long talking about time, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I only have had it now for about two and a half years, I think, at this point. And has it yeah. always been a phoenix? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, at first, I, I think for the first two weeks, I wanted to get like a really cool stylized dragon because, you know, I was into dra- Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I was into the Renaissance Festival, things like that. But then um, very quickly, you know, it, the, my, my it evolved. It evolved because my personal symbols, you know, I've always seen as a bit of a phoenix because I've, I've had so many situations where things have not quite worked out or things have failed miserably. And, and yet I still managed to find a way to, to keep moving and growing and things like that. So it mm-hmm. just kind of, it appealed to me. It, it spoke to me, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm surprised you haven't gotten like a TARDIS or the, uh, the smiley fate, the, a hitchhiker's guy and you know and to be fair i've thought about it but for me i'm not i don't foresee myself being a tattoo addict not like wheeze you know obviously you know and or sybil and (laughs) and so i want to keep my fandoms close to me but that's always felt like it almost and this is my personal opinion so if any if i don't want to insult anybody because everybody makes their own choices and i respect that um but it always felt it was too Silly, I, and silly might not be the word I'm really looking for at the moment. No, I know but, what you mean because I, yeah. I, I think it's similar to why I don't have a Mets tattoo or a Batman tattoo, or <laughs> right? Something. You know, it's it, fandom tattoos. I know when people put them on themselves that it's because it's a really a strong purpose there, and so I respect that completely. I obviously absolutely do, but for me, my personality, you know, it was just I knew that I wasn't going to get into a, t- uh, a tattoo artist chair all that often, if ever, to be honest. Right. And um, <laughs> if I do it, I want it to be artistic. I want it to be, you know, meaningful to something more than just something, you know, something I, I, I like in passing, something that's a fandom of mine. Because honestly, if I would, and then I'd have a ton of D&D tattoos and you know, a couple of Doctor Who tattoos, I'd have, probably have like a Starfleet Delta over my on my chest somewhere along the line for the com badge. You know, that and that's all well and good, but it's not my thing. It's not my style. So I wanted one. I may get another one somewhere along the line. You know, and that's that. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like yeah, Billy, I, he has t-shirts. Yeah. I do. I have quite a few of them. Yeah. And I have a whole ton of Debbie Gibson quotes on my screen right now. Oh, there they are. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you see, I like so many different things. It, it'd be hard to put it into one tattoo. Or, you know, I, I don't, and I don't want it to be covered with tattoos. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're like Disney and mm-hmm. like what would a running tattoo be? I guess because I'm a Mickey running. Right? Oh, I can do it. You know, okay. Mickey. You know, Mickey because they, you know, they do the Disney marathon. There's a you know images of that around. I can Mickey running. Um, but you know, I love Debbie Gibson. I've loved her forever. I put her in there too, and you know, and the sh- whatever shows I you know, it's just like I, I, where, where do I draw the line? Or you know, I you know, so yeah, I don't know. So just like Chris and Billy, Dan's got T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because t-shirt. without t-shirts, we each have like a hundred tattoos. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I look at it as that that's the that art where you really mm-hmm. want to be dead sure what you're you know, what you want on you at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to be the guy that got a Bill Cosby tattoo when the Cosby show <laughs> is popular. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a very valid like, point. People have asked me why I don't have a Niners tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have Niners t-shirts. Because one, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I never would kind of figure out where I'd want to place a Niners tattoo. Um, so that's why I was just like, I, I don't know if, because they might be my favorite football team, but I'm not like die hard where I know all their stats and, and all that type of stuff. I'm, so I'm not that deep into the the football fandom. Mm -hmm. So you don't live and breathe them. No. Right. But you, but you, there, yeah, yeah. I said the probability of us, of us talking about tattoos today was about the same probability as that one lady winning the Powerball. No, no kidding. You know, it see? just so happened that, that that was the question that that came yeah. up, and 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 it, by no means are we um, putting anybody down that has their their fandom tattoos. Absolutely, oh, yeah, not no, no, because everybody makes decisions no, on their on their own speed, right? And, and I'm jealous of so many tattoos that I've seen. Like, oh my gosh, that is oh, so impressive! Oh, beautiful. Like my my dear friend Cindy, who who lives out in the in California, in Southern California, she's got a, a very cool kind of like almost like a tribal line phoenix on on her back, and and she's wanted to add to it, and she showed me the picture, and it's it's the set the appointment's going to happen soon, and it's going to be this really huge piece. But the guy is this wonderful artist. It's going to be kind of like this cool, um, it's going to almost be like line art to a particular degree, and it's just these blur of colors and everything. I'm like, holy cow, that's it's that should be on a painting. You know, and that, and so you have people out there who turn themselves into these walking canvases, mm-hmm. and it's insanely amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just I'm just talking about my own personal opinion, what I want to do for myself. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And you know? um, because over Christmas break, I was binging Ink Master <laughs> just, uh-huh. just to see, just to watch the the artistic capabilities of every single one of them. And, and I did not realize all the different styles of tattoos that were out there. Yeah. I knew like tribal and I knew floral, but then Mm -hmm. there's traditional and then there's, um, like new school, old school and, and, and pinups and, and just listening to all of them, um, talking about, what is a what traditional tattoo versus new school, old school, and it's just amazing at their um, abilities and their their oh, yeah. artistic mm-hmm. creativities and what they what they can come up to to blend things. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm lucky if I can draw a stick figure. So if people if people want, then you know somewhere along the line, Tanya and I will take pictures of our, our or have pictures taken over various ink. We'll post them somewhere so people can see our, our tattoos. Um, I for one, you know, while we're talking about artists, real quick before we move on to another question, um, you know, Tanya, I'll give you an opportunity to talk about the person who you've mentioned briefly. Did two of your yes, um, but the the guy who did mine is Jason Ferguson, who has come to FC three as as an art vendor. He and it was phenomenal to see his work because he, he gave me a couple rough scratches early on be like, okay, I took some of your ideas and this is kind of what I'm thinking. What do you think? I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And, and he was so attentive and so 
you know, just so into it. And he's got our spirit, right? Because he's a power nerd, just like the rest of us. When when I came over, he he wanted to be able to distract me as best as possible. So we had Deep Space Nine on in the background. We're, <laughs> we're watching Star Trek. We're talking about Star Wars. We're shooting the shit. And and you know, he knew when he was hitting some of the the, the more touchy spots. And so he's like, he's really starting to ask me questions to get me talking. And it was it was so just a consummate professional and, and mm-hmm. a hell of a guy. Absolute hell of a guy. If you ever get a chance to chat with him, you know, so I would highly recommend him. Uh, and Tanya, and you, you said the same person did two years. So we- yeah, two of mine. Um, it was out at the Ultimate on West Henrietta Road, which is right across mm-hmm. from um, Delta Sonic. It, it, her name is Sue. Um, she was awesome and amazing. And Deanna went with me for both of those appointments. Um, Deanna has ink too, doesn't she? Deanna has, um, I think, two that i know of she's got um the number eight um the stylized uh slanted eight from dale jr on Mm -hmm. her left for her left um arm upper Mm -hmm. upper bicep type thing um and i want to say i think she has a steelers one Mm -hmm. um on her other arm and she's always been talking about a third one um but that she can't like narrow it down specifically. And I remember having a conversation with her um, that she wanted to do like a, a bracelet around her wrist, um, like a stylized bracelet. And then that looked like a charm bracelet. Then mm-hmm. she could add to it with like her favorites hmm. um, add to like, like the each tat- little tattoo would be like, like another charm, charm yeah. added to yeah, the bracelet. That's a neat idea. Yeah. It, it was an awesome idea, but she just couldn't narrow down. From what I understand, she just couldn't narrow down when and where and what to do, that type mm. of thing. But I know we've had conversations. And it's funny because Deanna has been my my influence for my first two. And somehow my mom blames Sean. <laughs> so my mom blames Sean for that, and Sean's like, "I have nothing to do with it." He'll just needle her and just suggest something or post something to my page about, "Hey, this should should be your next tattoo." And then two seconds later on my Facebook page, my mom's yelling at Sean in capital letters <laughs> and stuff like that. And That's hilarious. Sean went with me for my third one because mm-hmm. Anna and Anna and I went to a place um down the street from your house, Chris. Okay. Um, and it was at like five o'clock at night. It was just. It was snowy and a little sketchy, so we just brought Sean with us to to um, be. Thanks. I love how you just described my the neighborhood I live yeah. in. Yeah. So funny thing is, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. Too. Well, well, well. They're not particular your street or whatever, but the shop. It's like no, no. We, you're backtracking now. Yeah. Anna and I had a contact high coming out of the shop, so. Um, I'm pretty sure she called you sketchy, Chris. <laughs> yeah, she's not. I, I won't forget that. And then Sean and I were going to the movies afterwards anyway. I can't remember. I think, did we see um, a Rambo Last Blood? I don't know. I wasn't with you. No, I think we was, I want to say we saw the like the last Rambo movie. But um, no, and Kevin did this one. And, Ke- and Kevin was, um, Kevin is uh, Anne's tattoo person and he was so excited that he didn't have to do another heart or crown or flower or anything that everyone just comes in to get a a quick (laughs) thing he goes 
when um, Anne sent him the drawing of Baby Yoda, which is now Grogu, he goes, he he was absolutely over the moon in regards to her. Because he did her um, a heart-shaped Death Star that mm-hmm. she drew. So he was just so happy to be tattooing something else other than like the traditional type stuff. But. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to do another question for question of the week stuff. But before we do, I just want you to think of this one through. Just think this one through real quick. If we could go back in time and give Ricardo Montalban a tattoo of the plane, the plane on his arm. (laughs) (laughs) On so many levels, that works. Doesn't it? Come on. That works Uh on so many levels right there. Mm. No? No, wouldn't that be tattoo? Not Ricardo Montalban? It would be the little guy. Well, no, there, there's the it's it's called ironic humor. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get that reference in regards to that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a step closer to British, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It is my tattoo. <laughs> I just took a sip of my coke right there, uh, and my screen nearly wore it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we got one more question left in our in our tanks for today, and then we're going to move on and, and find some other things to to talk about, probably next week or so, something like that. But anyway, yeah. be back. The cruel shoes. Anna knew she had to have a new pair of shoes today, and Carlo had helped her try on every pair in the store. Carlo spoke wearily. Well, that's it. That's every pair of shoes in the place. Oh, you must have one more pair. No, not one more. Well, we have the cruel shoes. But no one would want to try. Yes, let me see the cruel shoes. No, you don't understand. You see, the cruel shoes are... Get them. Carlo disappeared into the back room for a moment and then reappeared carrying an ordinary shoebox. He took off the lid and removed a hideous pair of black-and-white pumps. But this was not an ordinary hideous pair of black-and-white pumps. Both were left feet. One had a right-angle turn in it with separate compartments that pointed the toes in impossible directions. The other shoe was six inches long and was curved inward like a rocking chair with a vise and razor blades to hold the foot in place. Carlo spoke hesitantly. Now you see, they're not fit for humans. Put them on me. But put them on me. Carlo knew all arguments were useless. He knelt down before her and forced her feet into the shoes. The screams were incredible. Anna crawled over to the mirror and held her bloody feet up where she could see. I like them. (laughs) She paid Carlo and crawled out of the store into the street. Later that day, Carlo was overheard saying to a new customer, Well, that's it. That's every pair of shoes in the place. Unless, of course, you'd like to try. The Cruel Shoes. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and all points in between. Hope you guys are having a great afternoon, morning, evening, whichever happens to be, weekend, weekday, uh, inside, upside, upside down. 
Period of time. Period of time in this existential nightmare called life. Anyway, that was fun though. That was. <laughs> it's always interesting to see how our 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 conversations don't quite go where they're supposed to. <laughs> it's they go somewhere. This one we didn't actually prep for doing this episode when we tried to prepare for this episode, and then we couldn't do this episode because technology. And then Dan just gave us a question because of reasons. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know that's the thing. I, I'm sure that in time we'll become the well-oiled machine, but for now. We're bad at this. <laughs> you know, it's that it's the technology piece that keeps throwing us for a loop. That yeah. with with the it would have been a lot easier if we weren't in the pandemic, because then we would have been all in the same, same all in the same room, same person, recording to one computer instead of being having four or five computers going at the same time, yeah. and. And dropped internet connections and things like that. And oh yeah, it's yeah. Yep. Yeah. But for so now, we're, friends. But we're making it do. We're we're, we're, we're still moving forward, even with all this fun stuff. So yeah. But for now, this is the way. Mm-hmm. This is the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's do a, a. We'll do another question as a question of the week because we always. Uh, tail off our, our episodes like that we'll we'll rip through a little bit quicker on this one if it leads to a bigger podcast conversation we'll we'll head we'll take it we'll table it to another week um, <laughs> i'm not sure if we did it but in in honor of our our new presidency let's pick number 46 okay Just in the same area oh we did 46 already oh did we do 46 which one was it that was would you rather always have to sing instead of speaking or dance everywhere you went oh god i don't remember that well, i think i said i said i would sing I'm not a good dancer. Right. Just because I can't sing doesn't mean I won't sing, but I'll also dance. So well, there's that too. Yeah. Um, then let's go with uh, 64. Turn it around. That's funny. 64. I was thinking that. What's the most useful thing you own? Who? Uh. Wow. Ooh. Hmm. Who got to come up with these questions? Jeez. The most useful thing that you own. Definitely well, not a cat. <laughs> they own you. You're the most useful thing that they own. Um, yeah. <laughs> the most useful most thing that useful I own. Thing. I was going to say days, the microwave, but I don't even use the microwave that much. These days, for me, it's my phone. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I drive so much stuff off of it, which is, you know, it's good or bad. I don't know, but it's what it is actually that's in my case my version of the phone is the kindle you can shop on it you can research things on it learn entertain yourself yeah listen Mm -hmm. to things watch stuff so it mine may be my kindle yeah that's valid Mm -hmm. that's valid how about you tanya fabulous Mm, i had a couple of different things that went through my head the first thing would be like my daily hygiene products they're very useful (laughs) (laughs) like like soap and toothpaste (laughs) Uh that that was my first thought and then my second thought was my bed um because we're (laughs) we're going back to that deserted island and i was bringing my bed for like the flotation device um because i didn't necessarily jump to my phone initially i mean yeah it's useful but um, I, I think I'm going to go back to just the 
the the daily hygiene products because it, it the the soap and the toothpaste and everything helps keep me healthy. So that would probably be the most useful things that I currently have in the house that but the, the owner I just use. Mm -hmm. That's very practical. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just going to say my house it is the most useful thing I own because it did place to put my stuff. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're working towards Carlin. It's a place for yeah. your stuff. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Notice how everybody else's shit is, or everybody else's stuff is shit, and all of your shit is stuff. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be easy one to get through quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wraparoo then. I think we, we pretty much can wrap this thing up and uh, we'll call it a call it a week and we will see you guys again next week. We'll talk to you again next week. Um, Dan, you're going to be out next time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens after this okay. surgery. So we'll see what happens in a, during next summer. It's not summer. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> we're going to, we're going we're gonna to take a temporary prediction that Dan might not be available for all the, uh, for all the valid reasons uh, next week. But um we're going to be, supposed to be up and moving along soon. So, I mean, it, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, they got to, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll be cheering for you. We'll be pulling for you. I'll be checking in on you as much as I can, as, as often as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, so that's a thing. That's a wrap. And so for, for uh, Dan and for Tanya, for Billy, for myself, this uh, is where I'm going to say, Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hit it. This has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in 2021, September 25th and 26th at the Total Sports Experience in Gates. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week, have a safe week, and we will talk to you again next week. Dun dun. Oh yeah, dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm <not> listening. <laughs> <laughs>